Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors studio mobile today in Evanston, where it's sunny and warm. As Penn State gets ready for Northwestern tonight at beautiful Welsh Ryan Arena. All right. We need to set the tone for the day. And we now turn to someone whose misery in life has translated the show on an everyday basis. <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment, for the most part. Yeah, I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's the rant of the day with the one, the only, the angry, the young, the restless, the furious, <laughs> Matt Catrillo. <laughs> I don't know how I can follow that up, but I'll try at least. I mean, look, I'm just trying to kill time till five, so I figured I'd come up with a lot of adjectives <laughs> and see how we went. <laughs> well, I, I, a lot of it was brought up yesterday when Howie Roseman talked to the media at the Combine about the competition committee looking over the the push rule for, the, for quarterback sneaks because the Eagles were so successful with it this year. Only twice they were stopped but that's the thing it's not like it was literal I mean it was mostly unstoppable but there were still times when defenses had an answer for it so we're still going to try to take it away I, I I don't know to me stop it you, you you if the Eagles are so good at it don't take it away find a way to stop it then the Eagles won't well. have to run it this isn't the first time that we've seen teams Try to do loopholes. I mean, just look at the Patriots, for an example. I know they, they've taken away some things, but not everything. Everybody's trying to do it. Just leave it alone. Just leave it alone. If guys can't stop it, if teams can't stop it, they can't stop it. That's their problem. Well, you know, I've talked about this for a long time. This is not. This has nothing to do with the Eagles, as you know. When my comments have nothing to do with the Eagles running it. Zero. Okay. Um, because, I mean, I see it in college all the time, too. And Jack and I have talked about it. Just don't like it. Um, and, it and I remember when it was illegal and USC got away with it against Notre Dame when Reggie Bush pushed Matt Leiner and went in. You're like going, that doesn't, you know, that doesn't seem right. Uh, um, where you turn it into a rugby scrum. And that's the part I don't. I don't like the, the push from behind stuff. Um, and you know the Eagles. First of all, let's start about how they run the quarterback sneak. First of all, to their credit, they line up low. Exactly. So their their alignment is great. Uh, so you know, and you're always taught in football, low man wins. So the Eagles just on pure alignment are low. That's not what they're trying to change. Hertz is outstanding at running it the same way Brady was outstanding at running it for the Patriots. They but they have different ways of doing it, but they're both the best I've ever seen at it. Um, but it's the push from behind part, which and it and this isn't just look. I see it in college all you know all the time. That's why Jack and I have talked about it. 
I don't like the rule in college either. I just never, never have. To me, you, know, like, you get there on your own. And why do you need to be pushed from behind? You're stopped. You're stopped. And I'll give you, I'll give you a good one in in the Super Bowl itself. It was the one where Chris Jones went over the top, and he stopped him. He stopped Hurts, and then. I remember that I, you know, there were very few mistakes that Kevin Burkhardt and Greg Olson made in the game. They were outstanding. But then they were talking about it. And look how strong Hertz is. You know, how he pushed him back. He didn't, Hertz had nothing to do with pushing him back. First of all, Jones was off his feet, had stopped him. And then Hertz got pushed from behind. And while he's still off his feet, three guys were pushing him back. That was, uh, and you sit back and go, that eh, doesn't quite seem. I wish they hadn't changed the rule to begin with. How about that? I've never liked it with anybody. It, didn't matter. it has zero to do with the Eagles. Nothing. Yeah, I've talked about this before. On the college level, I've talked about it. Didn't like it. I mean, this, this really, the, the, the fact that it's being brought up about the Eagles is, to me, it's a, that part's irrelevant because they aren't the only ones doing it. Okay. I know you think everything they do is unique to them, and oh yeah, no, it's it's yeah. been done before, but I think the Eagles kind of took it to another level this year. Well, yeah, I mean, first of all, the Eagles put themselves in a great position where they were had a lot of fourth and one, third and one because they did such a great job on the other downs to get short short fields. Exactly right. I mean, so I mean that's that's part of doing it because what were they thirty four or thirty eight? on it, something like that. Exactly. Yeah, well, it was less than five that they were stopped. Yeah, and that's great. That's fine. I've, uh, but I don't like, the, I've never liked the push part of it. When they changed the rule in college, I didn't like it. That that was just me. When I mean, when they changed the rule in college to allow it, I was like, ah, that doesn't quite seem... <laughs> Like the way to do it. <laughs> That's just me. Um, yeah. You, of course, always feel like your team's being targeted. <laughs> always the always the lament of the bridesmaid. All right. Um, <laughs> Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. Always the lament of the bridesmaid. All right. So did we get? Do we end up with anybody today? Uh, not today. No. Well, maybe if you'd spend less time, like whining about your team's <laughs> foibles, <laughs> and put more effort in. No, I'm kidding, everybody. <laughs> okay, Matt does a great job. So I'm kidding, kidding, kidding. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. All right. Oh, I see how we do this. Can we go that way? Okay. Yeah, Dick and I, are, we're trying to figure out how to drive to get to, to the arena tonight. It's actually pretty easy. It's all good. Okay. Big news out of the NFL draft. More details are emerging about 
the after the parade that Georgia had for the national championship, unfortunately, two people died in a car wreck, and one of them was a player. In fact, one of them, in fact, Penn State it was a player Penn State had recruited at one point, and as details had begun to emerge about what happened about it, the um, it appears now that the crash occurred because they were drag racing. Uh, so Jalen Carter, who's considered to be one of the top five prospects in the draft, has now been charged with reckless driving and racing in connection with the crash that killed a teammate and a recruiting staff member. Uh, They say Carter was racing his 2021 Jeep Trackhawk against the 2021 Ford Expedition that was driven by Chandler LaCroix, the 24-year-old, part of the recruiting staff. And Devin Willick and LaCroix were killed in what police originally said was a single vehicle accident. Um, the announcement by the Atlanta Journal, uh, the announcement about the charges hours after the Atlanta Journal Constitution reported that Carter was actually present at the scene of the crash and later provided shifting accounts of the wreck to police. Willick and LaCroix were in the vehicle and were killed. Now, it appears that it was a race and Carter was in the other vehicle. Carter's representatives have now told police that they're going to make arrangements for him to turn himself in. Uh, And it'll be to the Athens-Clark County Police Department. Um, they don't know when he's going to do that. Carter did say that he expects to be fully exonerated of any criminal wrongdoing. Details of the investigation that were released earlier today say that Carter and LaCroix were operating their vehicles in a manner consistent with racing shortly before the crash. The police statement said the evidence demonstrated that both vehicles switched between lanes, drove in the center turn lane, then drove in opposite lanes of travel, overtook other motorists, and drove at high rates of speed in an apparent attempt to outdistance each other. They say that alcohol impairment, racing, reckless driving, and speed were significant contributing factors to the crash. For LaCroix, the toxicology report showed a blood alcohol content of .197, which is more than twice the legal limit in Georgia. I mean, the legal limit, I think, for everybody now is, what, .08? You cannot get federal funds. You can't get federal highway funds unless your legal limit is .08. So .197 for LaCroix. They say LaCroix's vehicle was traveling at 104 miles per hour before the crash. 
The charges announced today are deeply concerning, especially as we are struggling with the devastating loss of two beloved members of our community, said Kirby Smart. We will continue to cooperate fully with the authorities while supporting these families and assessing what we can learn from this horrible tragedy. Uh, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution was able to take a look at nine one, or listen to 911 calls and that at least two vehicles driven by Georgia football players have been at the scene, including the Jeep driven by Carter, who left the scene before police or emergency personnel arrived. So now it gets even worse. Carter then returned to the scene less than two hours later, according to the paper. And he asked he was asked by police whether he had been racing the vehicle that crashed. The Journal Constitution in Atlanta said that Carter first told police that he had heard the crash from a nearby apartment complex. Then he changed the story and told an officer that he had been driving both behind and then beside the SUV driven by LaCroix. Next thing they did was take a look at the uh, video footage of the surveillance cameras from multiple downtown locations in Athens the night of the crash. And the police have also reviewed this. It showed three vehicles leaving the area at the same time. Carter's, that was his Jeep, LaCroix's Ford, and then a 2019 Dodge Charger driven by linebacker Jamin Dumas uh, Johnson. Carter denied racing. And by the way, the, uh, the police, in their observation, said Carter showed no signs that he had been drinking. Um, Willick was pronounced dead at the scene, unfortunately. LaCroix died shortly after being taken to the hospital. Um, they say that LaCroix's vehicle failed to negotiate a left curve, resulting in the vehicle striking the curb with its front passenger tire and then leaving the roadway on the west shoulder. Um, the SUV struck a Georgia power pole, another utility pole. It sliced those two poles in half, then struck a tree. And that sent the vehicle spinning clockwise. Uh, before it slammed into another tree on the driver's side, which is where LaCroix and Willick were sitting. Offensive lineman Warren McClendon had minor injuries in the crash. Football staffer Victoria Bowles was hospitalized with more serious injuries. Um, The SUV was driven by LaCroix and was only to be used for recruiting activities. It was not for personal use. Um, he's at the Combine, by the way. He's in Indy. He is not scheduled to participate in the workout portion of the Combine, but was going to conduct interviews with teams and undergo a physical. Um, you want to talk about a gigantic... I mean, this is... Awful. But the entire all the circumstances are awful. Awful, awful. Now you have to see how it played out.
All right, we'll take a break. So you were so obsessed with, with the NFL Rules Committee, you, you didn't line up any guess? I had some things up my sleeve. They just didn't come to fruition. No, you got distracted. <laughs> Your team doesn't play another meaningful game till September. Time to move on. Just like the umpires leaving yesterday in the middle of the game, at the end of the game, I should say. Yet, everyone feels it was really the best half inning. No, <laughs> Pirates and Orioles, yeah. Like, we're leaving. Like, what are you doing? I'm going to punch out now? Come on. All right. We got some Aaron Rodgers news. Oh, my almighty! He said it's best for anybody who has an interest to make a decision rather sooner rather than later. And he said it's not going to take much longer to announce his decision as to what he wants to do. Now, the Packers want the decision before free agency begins in two weeks. Rodgers did say in an interview today, I feel really good about the conversations that are going to be had and that have that already have been had with important people in my life. It's helped orient me. God, it sounds like a, stat, a, a suit staff meeting. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. I mean, for goodness sakes, I mean, it, it, like, you know, it takes like hours for us to orient him. Um, he says, I'm... Uh, I'm not looking forward. Uh, I'm not looking for somebody to tell me what the answer is. All the answers are right inside me, and I touched on many of them. Definitely the feelings on both sides during the darkness, and I'm thankful for that time. There is a finality to the decision, and I don't make it lightly. I don't want anybody. I don't want to drag anybody around. Look, I'm answering questions about it because they asked about it. I'm talking about it because it's important to me. If you don't like it, if you think it's drama, you think that I'm being a diva or whatever, just tune it out. That's fine because it's my life, it's important to me, and I'll make a decision soon enough, and then we'll go down that road and be excited about it. That's 30 seconds of my life I'll never get back. Well, now you know how I feel about the rants. <laughs> Touche. Touche. Ladies and gentlemen, are the jokes this easy to set up? I ask you. <laughs> All right. We'll take a break. We'll come back. More in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WK. Okay. <laughs> Repairs get difficult. Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. 
more than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections? Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 630 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Out of auto repair. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. Online, sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, the best in new inventory. Great pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. And a fabulous service department that backs it all up. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. Online at sunburymotors.com. Uh, about five and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter uh, at the Target Center. The Lady Lion basketball team leads Minnesota 63-51 in the first game of the Big Ten tournament. So the Lady Lions right now up by a dozen with about 5-16 to play. Um, so that's the story in Minneapolis. Uh, of course, Bucknell, tough loss last night at American uh, to end that season. I mean, this is where we are. Uh, The NCAA scoring record has a good chance to fall tonight. And it's amazing. Antoine Davis, who's, I mean, legitimately, is just a great scorer. Great scorer. Detroit Mercy, his dad's Mike Davis. Head coach of the team. Mike's coached many, many games in the Jordan Center because he used to be the head coach at Indiana. Right? In fact, Mike got Indiana to the national championship game when Maryland won it in 2002. It's now 63-54, Lady Lions, with about four and a half to play. Well, this is son Antoine. And he's now 25 points away from Pete Maravich. So let me tell you how precarious this actually was down the stretch. You want to know how he got to the point where now he, you know, he has an opportunity to do it? He scored his, what, he scored 30 whatever points last night in the game. But it was the first round of the Horizon Tournament. Which means if they had lost the game, his season would have been over. How about that? So because of that, and they won last night, okay? They're a 14- and 18 team, so they're not going anywhere. All right? And he had 38 uh, points last night. 
and they they were able to beat Purdue Fort Wayne in the game, 81-68. Because of that, he plays now they play the number one seed Youngstown State. And if he gets 25 points tonight, he can tie Pete Maravich with 3,667 points. Also tonight, if he makes seven three-pointers, he would then get to 162, which is the record of Stephen Curry at Davidson in 2008. And by the way, this guy has 38 points last night. You want to know how many shots he took to get 38 points last night? 27. He's 14-27 from the field. That's, that's excellent efficiency. He had eight rebounds. He had eight assists. He had four steals. And uh, played a great game. And by the way, closing seconds of the game, where he could get more points, you want to know what he did? He passed it off to Tobin Schwanicki for an easy layup. Why? Because Tobin Schwanicki is a walk-on, and he wanted him to score. Hey, hats off to Antoine Davis. See if we can get the 25. Look, you can sit there and say he's played five years, but, yeah, there are all these caveats. Look, you either have, you either have the most points you don't, okay? Okay, Maravich averaged 44 points a game. All right? Okay, that's not going away. And Maravich played three years. I got it. But guess what? You know, don't take uh, – there will be all these stories about how many games each played, how many years each played. Who cares? Okay? It, uh, it takes nothing away from Pete Maravich. Nothing. Maravich averaged 44 points a game in the three years. Phenomenal. All right? It's, he's almost like a, uh, a mythological figure in some ways. Okay? This you know this guy ends up with a points record. Guess what? He scored the points. <laughs> it's like when Maris hit the home runs. It's sixty-one. You know, so, oh Babe Ruth number guy. Take asterisk. Stop it. You either do it or you don't. For all we know, Ruth would hit no home runs in the last eight games. I mean, who knows? You know, I mean, I mean. I, Let's face it, I mean, a third of uh, judges' home runs would not have been home runs in most parks. No reaction. I was hoping for a reaction there. Come on. Well, I know that's <laughs> God, true. I'm joking. It's a joke. Okay. <laughs> God, the guy bombed him out of every park going. I, just trying to get a rise out of you. Right? You're an easy target. <laughs> I've been told. Uh, 66-56, Lady Lions, 320 to go in the game against Minnesota. And, of course, Minnesota playing in front of a home crowd at the Target Center. So, but it eh, looks like it's an eight-point game now. All right. So there you are. We are going to have Tony Knopp on the show 
on Monday. There are several elements I want to talk to. One will be, of course, the Pac-12 TV deal, whether it can happen or not, what the options are or and are not. There's also going to be something else I want to broach with them. There's been a lot of talk about it's still there. You got to get Washington, Oregon, Cal, really, and Stanford, really, really, because they really need travel partners out there for Washington and UCLA. So I'm, look, Tony's there. Tony is deeply connected with USC. So here's the question I'm going to ask him. Do USC and UCLA want those schools in? Now, I already pretty much based on conversations I have with people there, you know, just I was there. Know what the answer is, but I want Tony to give it so that people know what it is. All right. Nobody ever asked that question. Have you ever had heard anybody ask that question? Only assumptions heard? like you just mentioned, but nobody no. has actually asked that question, no. No, the assumptions have always been on, oh, it would be great to give them a travel partner. Has anybody asked anybody from USC and UCLA about that? I mean, really, these are these are very simple questions that for some reason don't get asked. Why? You're going to have everybody in Las Vegas next week. Everybody's going to be in Las Vegas next week for the Pac-12 tournament. Athletic directors will be there. Coaches will be there. You can't pull an athletic director aside and look at him and go, hey, I mean... I mean, do you guys really need travel partners or not? It's not a difficult question. It's just I am baffled why nobody ever asked the question. That's what baffles me. 66-61 Lady Lions, two and a half to play. Minnesota has closed the gap. They were down 13, they're down, down five. And uh, Lalani Kapanis, who's one of the really terrific defenders in the conference, is fouled out. So we'll see how they can play it here down the stretch. And we'll keep you up to date on that game as well. It is tournament time. Love it. Championship week. Matt sitting there. Any. Do your kids know how to spell any any other? Like, is there any like chance for basketball in championship week? They need to know. I mean, I mean, all the other chants they've had so far have been about you know teams and individuals that ended up not getting where they needed to go. But <laughs> no, this time of the year, Luke, I'm trying to teach Mark now, but Luke knows the Sixers fight song or the, oh. the, the oh. song. No, I mean, the Sixers fight song. Yes. What What's the Sixers? This song, oh, the Sixers I... song. One, two, three, four, five, Sixers. Okay, Ten, one, nine, two, three, eight, four, seventy one... Sixers. Okay, so one, two, three, four, five, Sixers. So the song goes longer than the number of championships they actually have? No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! <laughs> two? Oh, no. Oh, it's like, you might as well have 
water drip on my forehead. <laughs> oh. God, where do you need to know where all the weapons are? I'll tell you. Just stop playing it. I just had to clarify. Shot by Tatum. Good. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's not good. Shot by Jalen Brown. Good. Marcus Smart. Good. <laughs> That's a big problem. But on the other hand, we're all, they're all, I'm also teaching them bison for, the, for Bucknell. Oh, okay. Very nice. How about, like, uh, like counting to ten? Both can do that, <laughs> including Mark. See? And what is Mark now? A year and a half? Yeah, twenty months to be exact. But yes, that that is that is outstanding. Yeah. And knows most, if not all, of his letters. Depends on the day. That's good. There you go. That is great. I love it. Oh, thank God for the mom. Dad, Dad's teaching him all this propaganda stuff that just goes nowhere. <laughs> M O U L E D. That spells out. Actually, you know what I did with uh, I have one son who had, you know, I don't know if he didn't know how to know colors or whatever like that. Or wasn't, how about he wasn't interested, all right? He's a school teacher today, by the way. <laughs> right. Funny you know, how I that works him, out. No, but, you know, I taught him his colors. You know, that was, I picked something he was interested in. So, you know what I, I taught? Is it football hel- helmets? There you go. Okay. That's brilliant. Okay. Yeah. Now at this point, you know, the Jets. I said, you know, what's the Jets? The Jets are green. Okay. And he could relate that. The Giants are blue. Uh, the Eagles are a mess. Uh, the you know. <laughs> no, señor! No, señor! No, señor! <laughs> you know, you know, Kansas City's red. You know, so then that, that's that's how we did. It. That's how we learned his colors. There you go. Yeah, that's how I sat down and did it with him because I picked something that he was interested in. All right. It's like my, you know, it's like my mom always told me with me, she did not care that I was reading sports books all the time. You want to know why? Because you were reading. Because I was reading. That's all she cared about. Yeah, you know? and yeah, you know, and let's face it, sports sports books and content were you know they're safe. Okay, so she knows I'm not reading anything bad, but I was reading something that interested me. Okay, and that's what it. So that's great. I think it's fabulous. My preschool teacher thought I had a speech issue. Believe it or don't. Does she listen to the show? (laughs) That's a good question. I don't know. But yes, believe it or don't, my preschool teacher thought I had a speech issue because I just didn't really say much at preschool when I was three. Yeah. Yeah. Now they ought to hear your rants. (laughs) My parents say the same thing. She'd be sitting there going, oh, why did I encourage this? (laughs) Now, you have to have another rant available, don't you? I mean, you don't usually walk into the show just upset about one thing. 
Um, that that was my one. That was honestly my one thing today because I've gotten a lot of my other complaints out, mostly with the Sixers at this point. I mean, I I could go off about Aaron Rodgers, but I know I'm just beating a dead horse about this uh, at this point, and I know you concur because he's just one weird dude. He's a very talented guy. There's no question about that. But it is now a two-point game with a minute to go. Uh-oh. 66-64. Minnesota's hit some threes here down the stretch. And remember, because the game is at the Target Center in Minneapolis, even though it's not their home floor at Williams, it's still a home game in terms of the crowd. Uh, obviously, the officials are going to check to see if it's a three. I'm like, oh, for goodness sakes, hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, ball comes out, feet. She's a full foot behind the line. <laughs> hey, come on. Oh. Oh, why are we doing this? They're probably checking the clock, too. Who knows? All right. Take a break. We'll come back more in a moment. Great to have you with us today on News Radio 1070 WKOK. All right, great to have you with us on the show today. Sponsored by our good friends at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Lady Lions of Minnesota tied at 66 now. And Minnesota did it in such a way where a game of two for one. All right, so uh, now the Lady Lions have a chance, and they're going to get an opportunity at the foul line, it looks like. Are they? I think so. There's 31.7 seconds to go. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's interesting. Um, there are so many different topics going on right now. Basketball headed to championship week. The Penn State matchup tonight with Northwestern, is, it, obviously for Penn State, is really important. It is senior night for Northwestern. Northwestern, though, for the first time ever, is actually not playing to get in, but playing for a seed. Lady Lions just took the lead. Uh, McKenna Marisa on a layup and was fouled. So the Lady Lions are back in the lead with 30.2 to go. Uh, the um, And so that's a big one for Penn State. Depends. You know, Joe Lenardi was on the show on uh, Monday, Joe said at that point, Penn State was like anywhere from five to seven out. Jerry Palm has Penn State two out. Uh, you got spring practice coming up for football. Uh, there's going to be one more football early morning workout. You know what? I think I'll probably go to that one, too, on Friday. And then they'll get a break, and then their spring practice will start. We'll get into that. Yeah, but there's also this conference alignment question that is just hanging there, and the reason it's hanging there is simple. The Pac-12 can't come up with an agreement. And big promises were made about getting to $40 million a school, and they're not going to even remotely get close to it. Marisa made the free throw at 69-66. Lady Lions by three. Uh and there's been, well, what's going to happen with the ACC? I've been saying over and over again, nothing's happening with the ACC. Guess what? It's a binding agreement. They're stuck. 